Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time. So we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood award history. My name is Corey. My name is Jeff, and I'm the only one that's going to be able to hear this podcast right now, because <laughs> Corey has no headphones. Yeah, the head, headphone uh, headphone troll came and, and stole my headphones, so we're going to have to do this like a regular conversation, uh, where we try to actually listen to each other. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this is a very special end of the year Switch the Envelope, in which we are going to explore a tale of two cinemas. It was the best of films. It was the worst of films. That's right. It's kind of a list episode, but not really, because we are doing a retrospective best and worst films of the decade. Yeah, basically, we're just going to go over the films from 2010 until 2019 and tell you which ones we thought were the ones that sucked and which ones we thought were the best. Yes. And, you know, we're, we've, uh, we're about to hit the 20s, Jeff. Right? <clears throat> yep. It's weird because when I think of the 20s, I think of the 1920s and gangsters and, you know, flappers and the great Gatsby. Uh, I, I, I just it, it it maybe this is just like me getting old, <laughs> you know, like, it boggles the mind. Yeah, it, it, it's sort of uh, it, it's hard to wrap my, my head around that. Like, oh, my kids are going to grow up in the 20s. And, you know, it's I, I don't know. I heard they were going to outlaw booze. Yeah, <laughs> they were going to go through Prohibition 2.0. Yep. Yeah. Um, but so because we're entering a new decade, it's a significant moment in history, we're going to take a look back at the movies of uh, the last decade. What is this decade even called? Is this like the, the tens? The the teens? Um, the, you know, I don't know. I know that um, the... We just uh, left the The aughts. tens? Yeah, is it the tens? I would assume that's the numerical digits we're talking about. I, I guess. <laughs> the, the ten, like what? What, do you, what would you the refer teens? to as as nineteen, you know, ten to whatever? Uh, uh, teens, nineteen, nineteen, the teens, the, the teens. I think so. The, That's the how we refer the to the nineteen, nineteen. Back then, it was the Great War. Sure. Back in the nineteen, nineteen, or nineteen seventeens, nineteen fourteen and nineteen seventeen, yeah. it was the Great War. Sure. You know, turns turn out, of the century. Turns out it wasn't like the war to end all wars. They, no. They, you know, missed missed the mark on that one. It was the days of yore, the days of yesteryear. Speaking of which, the end of this year, I think, uh, a movie about that great war, 1917, is going to come out. It, sound, it looks absolutely awesome and horrifying all in the same The film breath. footage of it looks stunning. Yeah. All right. Should we just so, dive? we're going to go into 2010. Just dive right in. So, in the year 2010, we had some really great movies, and we had some horrific... Horrifical. <laughs> we had some horrifical shit. Mm, there was some horrifical shit. Made up a word there. A made up <laughs> word for just the 2010s. Mm-hmm. Tell me what should movie we, you thought go? was the worst okay, I was about to say. of 2010. Worst? worst and then best. All right, worst. Mm, for me, it doesn't get any worse in 2010 than Twilight Saga's Eclipse. Yes, I agree. Oh, we agreed. I agree. Ooh, in 2010, we were gonna agree. <laughs> one of the worst films was Twilight Eclipse. Yeah, that... That whole series, like, there's really only one film in that series that's, uh, like, worth watching, um, and that's the one in which there's a giant vampire war where a bunch of heads get decapitated. I would disagree. I think there is absolutely no, no you, movie in that entire series worth watching. Breaking Dawn, part two, 
has a bunch of just heads getting lobbed off and mayhem. And it is, uh, for the majority of that movie, uh, it's enjoyable to watch. Because basically they, they were like, screw this teen drama, we're going to make an action war film. <laughs> well, I think that um, the entire series is going to be forgettable. I think in about 10 oh, years, nobody's even going to remember the Twilight films. Absolutely. So um, I also will say as a... As a um, Honorable mention, oh, honorable, honorable mention, mention of worst films of the year. I said Harry Potter. Ooh, I disagree. Strongly. The uh, uh-uh. you gotta hear my, hear my, not, hear I'm me not, out, I'm, hear me I'm, out. I think I know where you're going, but okay. the Deathly Hollows Part One. Okay, yeah. this is the seventh film of the series. This is the one that's just before the final movie. Yeah. And the reason I said it's the worst one is because you will never watch this film and just watch one film. Yeah, and just be like, yeah, I'm good. You're never gonna watch part seven and go all right i'm just gonna watch part seven and be done with it and and not carry on to part two yeah Yeah, this is the only movie in the series in any series where you're just gonna watch this film and and just this film as a standalone movie you can't do it i agree it would be stupid to watch this movie your point is valid jeff so i think that in this year harry potter um deathly hollows part one is just a terrible movie and it should be honorably mentioned as one of the worst films of 2010 it is an incomplete film I'll give you that, but you I can I cannot, in my heart of hearts, say that a Harry Potter film is the worst <laughs> film this, of the year. <laughs> I'm being objective, and I'm saying that yes, this was a terrible movie that came out this year, and then you have to watch it as a full series to even enjoy it. I, I mean, agree. I mean, uh, seven and eight, you have to watch them as a uh, yes, full, as the, as if they are one movie. Yeah, you can you can watch Kill Bill, hey, just thinking of a part yeah, one and part two. You can you can watch Kill Bill Part One, and be done, and not watch Kill Bill Part Two. You can't do that with this movie. That's true. Although Kill Bill Part 1, I would also argue, is an incomplete film. Well, yeah, because it's a Part 2. Right. Well, no, 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 but I'm saying like... <laughs> but if you didn't want to watch Part they, 2, you, you can watch to. Part That's 1. True. Because they're tonally very different. I still feel that like the mega mashup of Kill Bill 1 and 2 would be the like ultimate best film. Uh, because you get all of the substance of the story plus all of the cool action-y snippets that they, you know, they, like the first movie is just like, here's a cool vignette fight sequence. Here's another one. Oh, here's another one. And they sort of set the stakes up, but then they never pay off any of the stakes. Yeah. You know, yeah. until the second movie. So like mashing those two movies up is <clears throat> the best scenario. But same, same for me with the uh, the Harry Potter films. They could have like trimmed a bunch of them walking through woods and just mashed those two movies into like a four-hour movie and people would have sat there. This is the thing. Hollywood. Hollywood. Uh, it's okay. Hold on. We have to have the producer set the music for this yeah, this okay. rant. Rant music. All right, go. All right. Hollywood. Uh, it's okay for you to release long-form films. And I think the solution to this, uh, because you're worried about, like, I mean, even with, like, Avenger, or, yeah, Avengers Endgame, right? They were like, oh, it's really long. Ooh, buckle in, because it was, like, three hours plus or whatever. Um, bring back the fucking intermission. Yeah, but Quentin Tarantino has an intermission. Yeah, but he did it because it was like a throwback. He, Hateful Eight did not need an intermission. Absolutely, it did. He it broke it into five. He it broke it into five movies an on it. Netflix. If you watch on Netflix, it's five different movies. <laughs> <laughs> he did. But I'm <laughs> saying, like, I when you're in the theater, you sit through the. We sat right through the intermission. We didn't get up for the intermission. We sat right through the intermission. We car- carried right along with the movie. It didn't need it. It wasn't <clears> like too long. I'm saying, okay, for, but Gangs of New York had an intermission. Dances with Wolves had intermission. They've right. been, they've had they, intermissions. Those are like the last of the movies to like legit have an intermission. But they're I'm recent. Saying, bring it back. I'm saying they're recent. It's not well, like a recent been, been a long as in the time. 90s. 
Uh, you know? Was New- Gangs of New York 90s? Uh, Gangs of New York may have been early aughts, but uh, either way, like just, just bring back the intermission. Be okay with the intermission. Don't make us wait a fucking year for the second half of this movie that when both are over long and we, we're just slogging through halves of, of these films. Make a, make a master supercut. Make it four hours. Who cares? Put an intermission in it. Unless you're making The Irishman and you need to definitely edit some of that shit out. Well, see, even The Irishman, like... The Irishman... See, the beauty of The Irishman uh, is it's it's on Netflix. So you can pause, pick it up whenever you want. Which is what I did like four times. Oh, yeah. I, it took me three three sittings to watch <laughs> The Irishman. Uh, you can you can take out some of those long glances that everyone did at each other where they're just like <laughs> staring at each other across the table. Half that film is people staring at each other across a table. You could it have, really bugs me. You could have really cut out a lot of the uh all of the characters watching uh TV for current events that are <laughs> Or going how about all the time. scenes of of Old De Niro with a young face beating up a guy looking like he is <laughs> with a young face, but looking like he's an old guy beating up a yeah. young guy. Well, because he's young, young face on an old body. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's that's the worst for 2010 uh, Twilight Eclipse. What about the best? The best film for me has to be, has to be Inception. One of the best films of the decade. <clears throat> I actually agree with you Ooh, but but oh there's a caveat i actually picked a different movie for the best movie okay. that year uh because i went with a popcorn movie oh, okay. i think inception's a good movie but i think it's a little bit too much of a psychological thriller to be a movie you can watch all the time mm. so i actually picked red because Ooh. i can watch red any day of the week anytime it's on <laughs> i love red you you went with uh with your like gut i love this movie <laughs> exactly i love this movie i will and it's played a thousand times a day on tnt and tbs it is it is a great movie i, I will, will it watch it anytime it's on and jeff helen mirren helen looking, mirren's looking in great <laughs> oh helen, helen mirren actually looks good in this movie Damn, too i would wreck her <laughs> it's disgusting it's not disgusting you're an ageist helen mirren i'm not an ageist i'm just not into helen mirren is a beautiful woman she is a very beautiful woman she and is. ageless. And she's fierce and a great actress. Yeah, and this movie in this movie she's very fierce. She is. <laughs> All right, 2011. What's Ooh, your worst for worst, 2011? Worst film for 2011. Um there there was a, a few to choose from here, but I ultimately ended with uh Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Um Yes, this is um this is a terrible movie yes, about girls it is in a, a boarding movie. school who also escape have a fanciful the, world yeah they escape yeah. the harsh realities of being sort of raped and punished in this boarding school by having fanciful uh imaginations where they have big swords and stuff it it doesn't work okay well my worst for 2011 was the adam sandler bullshit movie <laughs> just go with it just go with it. This which, movie is terrible. Which, which shitty Adam Sandler movie is this? This is the one where he is with Jennifer Aniston. and Is he, he a tells, dentist? Y- yes. In this one? Or plastic surgeon. Plastic surgeon. This and is the one does, where he, he... does the joke about the goatee with his finger? This is the one where he basically kidnaps Jennifer Aniston's family. Oh. And he's telling her to just go with it. And they're going to be with another family. And they just... Oh, as opposed to the, uh, the one with Drew Barrymore, where they pretend to be a blended family. I think that's blended. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> this Just Go With It is terrible. This movie did get a Razzie for that year for yeah. its unbelievable terribleness. Oh, so it, bad. Um, it, the, the plot is just almost... It, it's so difficult to even follow the plot of this movie. Yeah. He, he 
uses his secretary who has two kids to pretend to be his wife so he can he can make enough so he can convince a woman that he wants to date that he is married and not he has commitment it doesn't issues. make any sense he's a guy with commitment issues shocker uh that uses the lie that he's married in order to uh, get out of having like real relationships with the women that he sleeps with. Yeah, but the woman that he, but then he finds a woman in the beginning. Yeah, and she's like, "Whoa, you're married." I and can't he can't do this. get out of the lie, so he decides that he's going to make a bigger lie by hiring his a woman assistant or something. His yeah. assistant to be his wife and kids, and then goes as soon to be ex-wife. As, as a, like, as, like, oh, we're as about to be divorced. Yeah. And then he ha- he buys her all these really expensive jewelry and stuff. It doesn't so, make any it's sense. It's so convoluted and gross. It's stupid. It's yeah, it's a bad movie. So that is the worst movie of 2011, in my opinion. All right. Uh, best movie of 2011. What you got, Jeff? Um, I said Limitless. Limitless. It's a good movie. Bradley Cooper's Limitless. It's got Bradley Cooper. It's got, um, Al, uh, not Al Pacino, Robert De Niro in it. Mm-hmm. It's a very good movie. I like it mostly because this is just a, it did have a series spinoff. Um, but the series did not accomplish what the film no. did. No. The film was, at first, it, was, it felt kind of like an indie film because not a lot of people knew about its release. Mm-hmm. But it was great because of, I thought it was really well written. Yeah, I remember it being a lot better than what I thought it was. Like when I saw the previews for that movie, I thought, "Oh, it's just a run-of-the-mill kind of a action thriller with Bradley yeah. Cooper this time." And then when I saw it, and I saw like it was about this drug that yeah. changed your mind, and then you saw the the crazy ending that happened, I was like, "This is a great movie." So my pick for best movie of two thousand eleven, uh, I was a little little bit split. There was an indie film that I absolutely loved. Um, that was a little sci-fi. But then there was this other movie that was more of a mainstream hit that was uh, more impactful for me. And the indie film is Attack the Block. And it's a it's this cool little sci-fi thing about these kids in England uh, under a uh, alien invasion by these I thought like, someone was going I thought we have to have heard of the film in order to be the See, best this is that. another reason why <laughs> I actually chose The Help. Very respectable. It's a uh, It was a great movie. It's an incredibly well-made movie. Um, the themes in it are are um you know serious and and um sort of a, a stark sort of uh reflection of our own society as it was uh and somebody eats a shit pie and you love that scene when you watch it <laughs> the revenge shit pie uh on Bryce Dallas Howard is uh is amazing it's a great movie yeah it is it also is a movie that features uh two women that look almost like they get mistaken for each other all the time, and that's Jessica Chastain and Bryce Dallas Howard, and they're in the same movie together at the same time. And when I see this movie on, but I I'm not watching, like it's on in the background, and I see oh the help is on, I sometimes like all right wait no no that's that's the other character, <laughs> so that's Jessica Chastain got it. Like in, in my brain right now when I was thinking about who was eating the shit pie, her face popped up and I was like is that Jessica Chastain? Am I gonna make a mistake? And then I realized. Oh, both of those are in this film. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 2012. Um, in 2012, the worst mm. film. Corey, what did you think of the 2012 worst oh. film was? Well, I mean, in a in a year in which Les Mis comes out. Oh, was, Les Mis came out that it was, year? It was hard not to choose Les Mis. I might have to switch my film. In a year in which Rock of Ages came out. It was hard. I liked to Rock choose. Ages. It's, it's, it was hard to choose. It was. It was one of those films where I hated the fact that I liked it, but I liked it. Yeah, it's bad. 
it's bad, but it, but I it like, like it. it knows it's bad. It's yeah, so it's on. It's I couldn't. On, it's on purpose being bad. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't like fault it for that. But my actual pick for worst film of 2012 has to go with the debacle that was Battleship. I never saw Battleship. Oh, Battleship! Because I knew it was going to be shitty. So they they decided to make a movie uh, about a board game. You know, the like Hasbro or whatever decided like let's make movies out of all of our board games and <sighs> Battleship couldn't be further from what the board game is. <laughs> it could have been this, this like, uh, war strategy movie. Like, you know, it could have been like, I mean, I don't want to m- make it seem like it could have been as deep as The Hunt for Red October, but like, you know, it, it could have been this this whole thing about about the, like, strategy well, of Hunt for war. October could have been Battleship. Well, <laughs> yes. They, uh, you know, they kind of, you know, <laughs> they kind of do that through the whole I, movie. I just expected a little more than, like, uh, a, a like ships battling an alien invasion what that has nothing to do with with the board game it's two armies battling each other what does it have to do with like i don't know it was it was real bad uh and rihanna's in it so the worst film of 2012 <laughs> all right well for me the worst film of i'll tell you the first one i picked <laughs> The first one I picked was, this was a year that had Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1. And when a Twilight movie has come out in a year, that is obviously the worst film of the year. Because those are the absolute shittiest films of all time. However... It is a bad series. Of movies that are, you know, get wide release and stuff. Sure. Obviously, they're not the worst films ever. But... But then you, I just realized you told me that Les Mis came out that year. Sure, so I don't know. I have to actually put maybe Les Mis in that category. <laughs> Les Mis because is terrible. Russell, Russell Crowe singing is just bad. <sighs> so I'm thinking Les Mis? I'll, I'll accept it. Okay, Les Mis. Les Mis. I'll we'll accept go with that. Les Mis. Yeah. So what about your best? So the best film. Uh, this is one of, uh, of the years in which I kind of went with my gut over um, probably some like actually better movies. Yeah. You know, like Django and Chain came out this year. Um, I really love the movie uh, Lawless, which we've talked about on a previous uh, podcast. Ooh, Lawless. Um, yeah. You know, Seven Psychopaths is a great indie film with Sam Rockwell. Well, you um, just say your favorite. But I, I <laughs> indulged indulged a little bit and uh, went with my, like, my heart on this one, Jeff. And I picked Looper. Looper? L- I love Looper. You just went with Looper so I can say that it's not as good as Jumper. Jumper is a trash movie. Starring bad uh, Darth Vader. And he is, well, first of all, Hayden Christensen. Terrible actor. Terrible Darth Vader. Terrible he actor. Ruins, he ruins the first. In general, he ruins he everything. He ruins the first Star Wars movies. Actually, not the first one. He ruins two and three. Yeah, he wasn't off. in the first one. <laughs> yeah, he ruins two and three. Like, they're just terrible. Especially three. Three oh, is yeah. so bad when because he, of him. When he really needs to be the rock of that film, he yeah. disappoints. If they would have just picked. A anybody different else. actor anybody, anybody else. else yeah the two and three wouldn't have been as bad yeah. as they Paul were Paul Giamatti would have been a better Anakin Skywalker yes <laughs> and he's a little old for the role doesn't matter he would have been, he better, been a better Anakin Skywalker but he looks a little closer to what Darth Vader looks like at the end of <laughs> Return of the Jedi <laughs> that's so mean so fucking mean <laughs> but a great actor is what I'm saying I will say though that none of that that Looper cannot even come Compared to Django Unchained, yeah, Django so that Django was my Unchained favorite is, from that really year. Django Unchained is one of the best. It's one of my favorite films. Jamie Foxx is awesome in that movie. Yeah, it it's a really good film. And even uh, I, I can I can't argue with Django Unchained. And even um, what's it called? Um, first of all, I don't mind. 
Um, why am I blanking on his name? I don't mind uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, which I usually hate him sure. in every movie, but I don't mind him in, he, in he Django is, Unchained. He is, uh, he's a great bad guy in that movie. Yeah. And his standoff with uh, Christoph Waltz. At the end, like towards the end of that yeah, movie, yeah. Well, but Christoph Waltz really makes that stand up oh, work. So fucking great. When he, so fucking when he turns it on him and he's like, yeah. "Oh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, yeah. Dumas is actually black. He's a black guy. Yeah, uh, burn." <laughs> <laughs> and then and Samuel L. Jackson, that character is so evil. And Steve, oh. the character Steve, Steve we've talked much yeah. about Steve. He uh, he's <laughs> so evil that he's just he's just great character. So yeah, I mean, he's not I, a. Wait, not a great character. I'm saying he's so evil that the acting is great. Oh yeah, that you get he from does Samuel a great job. Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody in that movie is is really on point. Um, minus maybe uh, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, he's doing an Australian accent. It's kind of an awkward little middle piece, but everything else in that movie is great. Oh, I forgot Quentin Tarantino's in there. Yeah, his little cameo in every that movie he's movie. in sucks. <laughs> oh, he's in all of his own movies. So. I don't mean every movie he's in. I mean I meant every pa- part that he plays in his movies sucks. He he is the worst part of. Pulp Fiction. Agreed. Is the worst part. Agreed. He's overly racist, and he yeah. is... I don't know why he I, had to put any of the... You know, uh, just, uh, it's, whatever. it's weird. As as time goes on, I'm I'm really sort of torn on um, the the sort of uh, liberties that Quentin Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino thinks he has, where it's like, ah, that seems like a misstep. Yeah, why... Why, why is he using those words in and, there? And why isn't Samuel Jackson slapping the shit out of him? <laughs> I don't just, no idea. I feel like Samuel Jackson's character would have just shot him in the face, um, and not just taken his fucking gym clothes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, moving okay, on. 2013. To 2013. Oh, this movie had a lot of ter- or this year, <laughs> this year had a lot of terrible movies. This movie had a lot of terrible years, Jeff. Um, <laughs> I mean, from Pacific Rim to After Earth. To Pacific Rim was okay. I don't think it was terrible. It was okay. I like I, Charlie Hunnam. I'm a fan of Sons of Anarchy, you know so I like funny? Charlie Hunnam. But Charlie Hunnam in that movie, like Sons of Anarchy, right? I've I've seen a few episodes of Sons of Anarchy, and I still think that's one of the best television shows. I didn't know he was a foreigner ever. by watching the, the limited amounts of Sons of Anarchy. When I watched Pacific Rim, I was like, oh, clearly he doesn't know how to fully do an American accent. First and then of all, I found out that. He was the guy from Sons of Anarchy, and I was like, "Well, what the fuck?" If you were to watch Sons of Anarchy, you'd realize that no, he can't do a full. Oh, accent. okay. So I just because, didn't watch enough of Sons of Sons of because he always is able to do an American accent until he yells. <laughs> when he yells, you're like, "Wow, he's British." Okay. All right. Yeah. See, in Pacific Rim, it was just like on full display. It was like every fourth <laughs> line. It was like, "Yeah, he's struggling." Like yeah. I, they should have had a dialogue coach. Maybe they did. I don't know. To just like give him a little extra. Well, that's why it was great that his his next film was King Arthur. It's like okay, man, <laughs> just just do you able to do King? <laughs> you're able to do British, just the do King's you. English. Except he played him as Scottish. It's weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why why are you playing this King in, in American? Yeah. Why are you using a Sons of Anarchy accent? Yeah. Um, but the movie that I went with is a movie that I hate watched from start to finish, and by the end uh, was able to sort of enjoy how terrible it was but it is god awful and that is hansel and gretel witch hunters with the worst movie of 2013 worst movie okay i cannot that movie is garbage i cannot i actually thought that movie was kind of fun it was bad on purpose (laughs) and it was kind of fun it was the same thing as i frankenstein or lincoln or lincoln lincoln vampire no (laughs) 
Lincoln Vampire Hunters. But uh, see, I think I that I didn't feel like it. It it had that charm where it knew that it was bad. I I did. Come on, it starred uh, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, it starred yeah. Jeremy Renner. He knew yeah. that he was doing Jeremy some bad Renner work. Is like, you think Jeremy Renner guy. went onto a Hansel and Gretel set and didn't go? Yeah, this is pretty much a paycheck movie. Uh, I, mean, I mean, he probably did, but mm, that movie, oof, oof, oof. <laughs> <laughs> it got three oofs from me. It's our new rating system for bad movies. Um, mine was the incredible. Mine was the you know I couldn't I couldn't decide between these three movies, so I'll just I'll dumb it down to two. Yeah, okay. I said the incredible Burt Wonderstone. Very bad movie. Very as, bad. As movie. someone who is like a magic nerd, uh, I was offended by that movie. <laughs> that movie has it stars two people that should have made a great film. Okay, Steve Buscemi, <laughs> Steve Buscemi, and then uh, uh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Jay Moore. Thanks. I think Jay yeah. Moore is in that movie too. Uh, Jay Moore is hit or miss. Jamor is terrible in most um, things. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's been he does good work in a lot of movies. Uh, I think there he's was always a, himself. But there was I mean, a time in his really career where, like er, earlier on, like the Jerry Maguire era of Jamor, um, he was on fire, right? Well, he only did like one film. No, he, he did. He did like a, a romantic comedy with uh, Jennifer Aniston that was um, decent. Um, he did a, a few other things, but the uh, yeah, like Jay, Jay, like older Jamor, like. Jay Moore with Nikki Cox? No, that's Jay Moore I, before Jake Nikki Cox. Actually, no, no, no. Yes, I'm saying Jay Moore post Nikki Cox. I, I don't, I can't really stand. I can't stand him with Nikki Cox or after. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah like there's, there's pre Nikki like, Cox. Jay just Moore, like when there's when after she, Nikki Cox, she's Jay kind Moore. of a parasite on comedians. <laughs> like when she gets with Bob, Bob, Bobcat, Gold Waith or whatever. From what both guys have said, she writes. She starts making them do her jokes. Yeah, she writes for them. Yeah. yeah, once she starts. Is Jay Moore no them, longer with Nikki Cox? There, she's he's not with. Oh, her they are. They are. No. Okay, so I don't know a post Nikki Cox Jay Moore. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't remember seeing anything that he's done stand up or otherwise. But the stuff. Yeah, you know why? While he was. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, but she was writing all his best material. Apparently, <laughs> uh, I don't think so. He was really funny before. I agree. He I agree. Really he funny, was. He was a really funny stand up. Um, he was, you know, starting to build a nice career, and then, you know, he just became older Jay Moore with Nikki Cox, and it was not good. Yeah, because he was doing all her jokes. Her jokes yeah. went funny. So it's not his fault. <laughs> well, it's his fault for just listening to her. The other one I said, just as a as a as a honorable mention, is Fast and the Furious Six. Now mm-hmm. I have to say Fast and the Furious Six because this is when Fast and the Furious became ultimately shitty you might be able to say you hate this franchise i would say that it was always ultimately shitty i actually kind of like this franchise (laughs) i thought they were pretty good car movies sure you know i mean if you're into cars base level action films if you are into cars attention if you're into cars and you like the action movies these are pretty good movies sure but when you got to fast six this is when um uh the rock started taking over Mm -hmm. when Dwayne Johnson started mm-hmm. taking over the f- franchise. This is when you had the movie just started getting ridiculous. Is this the one where they go to Brazil? Uh, no, Brazil is the one before this. Okay. <laughs> that was actually a pretty good movie. Okay, I will take your word for it. Uh, this is one where they go to Rio, I believe, where they go oh. to... Uh, well, no, that's not Brazil. Rio, Brazil. That's this the is one where one. they go. This is one where they've taken the money from Rio and they've gone oh, this around is the, the life world. Life after, and, after yeah. the, uh, the heist film of Fast Five. Yeah, and this is just when... Dwayne Johnson's just making movies that are all the same. He's doing mm-hmm. everything is just we're gonna put the rock in an action movie and he's gonna do the same thing all over and so over. So is is this is this is so like Fast Five, he's chasing them. Yeah. And then in Too Too Fast, Too Six, 
Uh, he, too fast, too six. He has joined. He joins them. them. Yeah, and he becomes part of the. And it family. starts the Hobbs and Shaw franchise. Nice. Kind of starts developing from here. Okay. Yeah, I don't care. And Diesel starts pushing it. It gets being pushed out. Family. But yeah, it doesn't matter because it's a shit film. Okay, it's terrible. I'll I'll take your word for it. I've only ever seen the one after it, and the third one. So I, I, I can't I can't quite judge it. The seventh one, uh, you know. Fast, I don't know that one. Fast I didn't stop seven. You know, I stopped seeing them after Sh- this. Shanghai Drift shit. or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, the Rock flexes out of a cast, grabs a big machine gun that uh, shoots him into the top of a concrete uh, parking structure. And I was just like, no. <laughs> Why do people like these films? Okay, let's move on to uh, uh, the best movie of 2013. I'll go first. Okay. I decided that it would be uh, my favorite movie of 2013 because of the um, nature of the film, uh, 12 Years a Slave. Oh, it's a really good movie. Really good movie. That that Yeah, that movie is uh, is incredibly compelling. It's heart-wrenching. The acting is fantastic. The writing is fantastic. And, you know, it's Brad Pitt. <laughs> uh, he just shows up in the middle. And you go, oh, Brad Pitt. Well, I just actually liked the film. I thought it was a really great movie. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. That's uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. He's, uh, he's real good. Yeah, you know, that, that movie... Um, it in in all of its its sort of heartbreaking uh, plot lines, like it's it's also like there's this redeeming quality when he finally gets out of being wrongfully put into slavery. You know, like he 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 makes it through, and he you know it's it sucked, and the I mean the, the whole fucking era of our country sucked, but like you know what I mean? The, yeah, there's there's a lot of layers to Twelve Years a Slave that yeah. That not only make it an enjoyable, there's twelve layers movie to watch, <laughs> like an onion. Right? Um, but it's it's one of those movies that feels important to watch. Yeah, yeah. But I think ultimately every movie has to have, even though it feels important, you have to have a, something that makes it interesting to watch and something mm. that you want to go back to and watch. And I think Twelve Years a Slave actually is a movie that is. Um, you can sit down and watch multiple times. It's something that when you want to watch it, you want to watch it again. Yeah, well, it is. It is. I think that's prob- probably because it has. Uh, it doesn't have a happy ending, but more or less like a redeeming ending, um, because he makes it out. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. but um, but yeah, I, I think when I say it's an important story, I, I'm saying like that it's it's a story that I'm glad they told because it's a true story, um, and it's one that people should hear. Yeah, you know, I think movies are or at CD the or at the at the base of everything. Movies are for entertainment value. Yes. Movies are not... People don't want to watch documentaries when they go to see a movie. And I think this movie was ultimately very entertaining mm-hmm. about a subject that was very heavy to to watch. And I Agreed. think that's why I, I liked it so much. Agreed. Uh, my best movie of 2013, there was, a, there was a lot. 42 was a great film. Um, Short Term 12... Uh, with Brie Larson is a wonderful little indie film. Nobody saw it, but it it's a it's an incredible film. Um, Warm Bodies is another indie film. Ooh, I love Warm Bodies. That's a good movie. Uh, that really surprised me. I wouldn't say it was the best, but it was no, I know. Movie. Like the, these are the movies. Like, so what's your, list, you're like, like, what's your best? You're going like, through like twelve. I know, I know. Um, it's it was kind of split. You know, I'm going to make it a, a tie basically because it's it's there are two coming of age stories. Um. Stand by me. That that are set over the kind of you know like uh, on on the level of of a Stand by Me, 
where um you know it takes place over a, a really formative summer in uh one boy or a, a group of boys lives in which they they sort of find themselves and they mature through the course of the summer and uh, those two movies are the kings of summer and the way way back and in particular, cool. The Way Way Back, uh, who has Steve Carell and Sam Rockwell, is a, a movie that I've seen like four times. I absolutely adore this movie. Um, and it's one of those, again, this is sort of like the indulgent picks uh, where like in my heart I, I couldn't go against those those movies because I love them so much. See, I don't pick those movies because am I going to watch them? No. You know, I watched I them once, not going to watch them again. It's you different, know, different no. tastes. <laughs> so I picked the ones I would watch again. Those are movies in which I have and will watch multiple times. So 2014, let's see. What is the worst film? Moving on, I should say, to 2014. Mm-hmm. What is the movie that you think was the worst film of 2014? So we have gone through 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013. We're now on 2014. We are almost, we are mid, almost through halfway through this decade. So as I was going through the sort of movies... Uh, there were some some stinkers, uh, like Pompeii or Divergent. You know, uh, is a is Divergent a is not the shitty one. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying Allegiance. Is, the franchise <laughs> is shitty. The way that Twilight yeah, is shitty. The last one, the third the one, first is one terrible. Was okay, the first one was great. <clears throat> right, but then I came across the worst movie probably of the decade. Wow, that's really tough. Oh yeah, it's it's absolutely trash, and it's a franchise uh, that uh, I love personally from when I was a boy. That they absolutely just shit on and destroyed. Robocop. No, no. Okay, that um, came out by the way. Yeah, it, not not Robocop. Although that was that was just a meh movie. You know, like I didn't I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just like yeah, it's Robocop. Judge Dread. No, the the new Dread was amazing. I that, yeah. <laughs> just Dread. I loved that movie. Uh, action packed thrill ride from start to finish. You and I need to talk a little more about action, okay? You have a, you have a weird sense of action movies. We'll talk more Dread, about Dread it. Dread was great. We'll talk more about it. Like it was like Raid Redemption, Dread, Snowpiercer. No, we'll like talk all more those about movies it. are great. I love them. Yeah, those are the popcorn movies for me. We're like, all right, we we kind of set up a plot and then we blow through a building or we blow through. But a train. you don't like <laughs> you don't like fucking. I do. Nah. I do like those movies, Jeff. Nah. <laughs> um. I just like the ones that, you know, that are, uh, I think it's more aesthetic between you and I. But you don't like Six Underground. Uh, Six Underground is a jumpy fucking piece of shit. He blows through shit for like 30 yeah, minutes. blowing through shit is fine. The, the, uh. Oh, whatever, whatever. Let's move on. The pacing of that film is just, there's random numbers that show up on the screen and <clears throat> we're like in flashback, but then back to present. And sometimes it tells you that we're back in the present. Sometimes it doesn't. Like the whole editing of that film really ruins it. <clears throat> anyway, that's six hundred grand. Anyway, what's your movie. worst? The worst film of 2014 is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No. God awful. No. I sat in a theater by myself because nobody wanted to go see this movie in my family with me. Um, and uh, I was like, well, you know, m- maybe they like I know they changed the turtles. And it's a weird CG, but maybe they'll do the story right. You know, like maybe they'll 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 pay enough attention to the story that Homage. I won't care about these weird looking turtles. Uh, the story is at- atrocious. Uh, Megan Fox is a terrible April O'Neil. The turtles have like weird bulletproof superpowers, and the story ends in this like video game esque 
last fight sequence where they're basically defying gravity, jumping from falling pieces of a building and billboards to fight a super shredder. And I I sat there the entire time with sort of like a facepalm. Like, why? Why did they fucking make this movie? <laughs> why did they do this? This this is this is the fucking stupidest thing I've ever seen. So my pick for 2014's worst film is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The sequel of which, that comes a few years later, is uh, marginally better, but that's because they did Bebop and Rocksteady really well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, my my worst pick for this year actually was twofold. Um, twofold. It's unfortunately, I love Kevin Smith, but his movie Tusk fucking sucked. Tusk was a terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible horror film. I. Uh, it's not a great horror no. film. No. I enjoyed the, the no. oddity. No running to your boy, Kevin Smith. No running <laughs> to his defense. This movie's shitty. It's not It's not a great film. Sometimes you make a shitty film. You know what's weird about Tusk? Tusk is shitty. You know what's, what's weird about Tusk is Kevin Smith is a podcaster. He's one of the big podcasters, right? Well, not anymore. No, no, no but at the time. At the time he was At the huge. time. Yeah. Um, Smodcast was like the biggest. Yeah, it was one of the biggest uh, networks on, uh, on the internet. And there is a main theme in this that the main character, Justin Long's character, is a podcaster. And I feel like... The podcasting stuff in Tusk was written by somebody who like read the definition of what a podcast is and then wrote a character who does a podcast. It's so weird how disconnected from like what podcasts are this movie is when maybe, the main theme of the thing is that a guy is going to do a podcast. Maybe that's important. So maybe he did that on purpose. I, I don't know. I, it, it didn't need to be there. He could have just been a, an investigative journalist and he would have been fine. And I know that they hashed out the sort of story of this as an absurd bit on their Smodcast Yeah, it was. Uh, podcast. It was old. And he was true to that. But, um, you know, the podcasting stuff is weird. But I do appreciate the the um, Michael Parks turning him into a walrus thing in all of its weird glory. And the way he shot around the gore of, like, slicing bones and sewing together a human suit uh, that left more to your imagination was very Hitchcockian in his approach. Um, it was more being a fan of horror. I would say it's sure. actually more a throwback to the 70s, late 70s horror films where you had films like, um, <clears throat> where you had films like, um, what's called, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre where he was taking sure. people's human skin or you had... Well, yeah, in, in theme, but I'm saying the way he shot it, he didn't show... Anything until the like giant reveal and it made the which reveal, is exact, which is exactly much how, more uh, impactful. Which is exactly how Texas Chainsaw Massacre is shot. The original, yeah, the yeah. original one. Yeah, subsequent ones have not been so delicate. No. with their approach. Yeah, um, so I, I can give props on that. It, it is not not a great film, but you know that's when I saw Alone on my birthday <laughs> because no one would go. A lot of people don't go to see with movies with me. <laughs> You know, out. you never call me to see go see movies. What Let, the fuck, let's go. Man? Let's go see a movie right after this. All right, we'll go. So <laughs> we'll um, go see Knives Out. I want to see that actually. God, it looks so good. Although, but it's PG thirteen. Is it? Yes. Mm. Anyway, it's like an um, Agatha Christie novel, but like updated. Yeah, but it's. I don't understand why it was PG thirteen. Because they probably there's no blood, and they probably don't say fuck but once. Um. Anyway, the other one I was going to say for the uh, worst uh-huh. is One Million Ways to Die in the West. The I think it was the debut directorial. It was directorial debut, I think, by yeah, Seth MacFarlane. Or is this in between the Ted's? No, this is, I think, after the Ted movie. I don't think it matters. It doesn't it's, matter. It's but I a, went to see this actually on Father's Day. <laughs> 
I was like, what can I take? Movie. I was like, what can I take my dad to see? And I took him to see A Million Ways to Die in the West. And I thought this movie was just awful. I mean, it was had a couple chuckles, had a couple chuckles, but I thought it was such a ripoff of Blazing Saddles, and mm. it was just not there. I think it has its own spirit aside from Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Uh, Liam I, Neeson I was it. pretty funny. I, I enjoyed it. Liam Neeson was funny, funny, but anyway, it's not a movie I'd watch again. But I enjoyed it. Eh. Teenage Mutant um, Ninja Turtles is way worse. <laughs> <laughs> 2014. What's the best movie? 2014. Oh, 2014 had a, a bunch of really good m- movies as well. But you just tell us the first year one you like. God, I won't tell you that I, I didn't choose uh, Fury with Brad Pitt or Interstellar. I didn't like Fury, actually. I loved Fury. I thought Fury was kind of boring. I thought Shia LaBeouf uh, really shines. Shia LaBeouf shines? Shia LaBeouf shines in, Sounds uh, like a in band. Fury. Um, I mean, the imitation game, uh, one of like my indie pick for this year was uh, Obvious Child. Uh, hey Al, did we have indie picks? No, no I think we, we just had regular picks. So my my actual best picture, after much deliberation inside my own brain, okay. uh, I settled on Foxcatcher. What the fuck? Ultimately, it it like top to bottom, the best uh, movie of the year. Writing, acting, pacing. It's Steve Carell playing uh, the Dupont heir that sets up the. Uh, U.S. wrestling team in like upstate Maryland or something like that, and uh, a murder happens, and you know, like Channing Tatum bashes his skull into a mirror. It's yes. crazy. Yes, it was nominated for an Academy Award, I believe. It was. Yes. And Steve Carell was also nominated. Yeah, much deserved. What is your best picture? My what best your, picture your best pick, movie? not my best picture pick, yeah, but my best, best the best movie of this year. I thought I went with my. Popcorn movie thought the what whatever movie entertained me the best and this movie I will also watch I'll, I'll do a Django Unchained and then right after it I'll put on this movie Twelve Years a Slave again no <laughs> Kingsman Secret oh, Service the original Kingsman Kingsman is so is, entertaining it's so entertaining <laughs> it is my I mean that movie I could watch back to back just keep going the Colin sequel Firth, not as good Colin, oh the sequel is atrocious the sequel is not as good the, the sequel's terrible i mean um that actually the reason why they're not doing a third one is because of the sequel well they're doing a third one it's just uh not with the cast <laughs> um, they're, they're rebooting it to like uh before the kingsman uh the first kingsman that you're talking about because um taron egerton mm-hmm. was upset with the way they his part was the the way they wrote his part in the second one, I would be too because it was terrible. <laughs> it wasn't just terrible; it was vulgar as fuck. Mm. They made him like go into girls like a girl's like they had him like sticking his fingers up a girl to to put a device into her and stuff. Just yeah. weird stuff. You don't have to put that in there. I think I think the uh, the like out of place joke at the end of the first uh, Kingsman where she's like, "If you save the world, you can you can well, have have my butt or whatever." Yeah. Um, which that, was that got such that was but that was funny yeah, that because was, it comes out of it. left field so yeah. yeah it's funny um i think the the studio was like more of that yeah and they sort of played into that because now he's dating that girl and you know there there's all of that underlying uh, tension with her parents because they have lots of anal sex and <laughs> you know whatnot um yeah it just it, the sequel wasn't great but the first one was absolutely fantastic yeah I'll, I'll I'll agree with you. Popcorny. The first wonderful. one was so good. I mean, it it was it was it was good. Also, you know, the third one, or the second one, they started off by like 
killing off everybody that was good in this in in the first one. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind true. of a problem. Yeah, they. <laughs> I mean, then they. It, it just got weird. The second yeah. one got weird, but the first one is is super fantastic. It set up a world that I was like, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Turn turn this into a complete franchise. Give me eight of these movies. Then they gave me one more, and I was like, no more of these movies. But I like Tegan. I can't ever say it. Tegan Egerton. He should have had a Taron Egerton. He should have had a stage name, man. I need to have Taron Egerton. Is it Taron? Tegan. I thought it was Tegan Egerton. I don't know. I may be wrong. Tegan Egerton. 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 I think it's Egerton. Egerton. Maybe. He plays Elton John. I know. And also Egerton. And also Elton John is in the end of. Yes, uh, and Kingsman. The he's playing at their wedding in the end of end of Kingsman. He's he's, uh, he's in the sequel <laughs> as a prisoner too. He That's, frees he frees Elton John, and then and Elton then Elton John, John plays at the wedding in, in yeah, the end of yeah yeah in Kingsman in the sequel. And then um, I think that's how they met, and that's when uh, Elton John was like, "You are playing me in my <laughs> life story, and you don't turn down Elton John." Apparently, yep, yeah. So, so that's what I thought it was right, 2014. Kingsman. So moving on to 2015. We're in the middle of the decade. Yeah, so what do you think your worst of 2015 was? Well, in a in a slew of uh, meh movies and some, you know, like Point Break came out this, and I was really tempted to to put Point Break. It, it actually wasn't that bad. But I love If you had never the seen the first one. I know. If you hadn't seen the first one, the si- this one was just an action movie. Yeah. It was It would, It was. was just like, no, you're not. You didn't need to remake this movie. And I think that's the anger. So I couldn't really like hold it against this particular point break and, and say that it's the worst. But then there was a, this other movie that came out this year that is absolutely the worst movie. You know what? You mean based on Twilight? Yes. Was it a movie that was based on Twilight? It's it was a, fan it's fiction? fan fiction of Twilight that was turned into a novel. That was then turned into a series of uh, movies that started this year, and that's the Fifty Shades of Grey. And is that the series. one you picked? And that's my worst movie of two. And I agree. High five. Oh, we agree again. Yes. All right. Sound good. Effects. Uh, yeah. It's 50, Fifty Shades, Shades of Grey. Ooh. We're on. We're on point. Fucking worst movie it's, of this it's year. One of, it's another one of those. I years. think this should be the worst movie of the decade. <laughs> I'm serious. Teenage Mutant Turtles was pretty rageful, but yeah, Fifty no, Shades, great. 50 Shades right, is yeah, we'll way worse. This so, this spawned right, a Shades franchise. Take- that has been as long almost as Twilight. They they made a movie last year during of, the Me the Too Shades. during Ugh. the Me Too movement. They have a franchise of movies of men who are a, a guy who's abusing a woman. And not only was it ripped off of Twilight, it was ripped off of the movie The Secretary with Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, they even take the name. Yeah, the guy in The Secretary is Mr. Gray. Yeah, I know. It's fuck bad. this movie. It's also. Um, you know, speaking of how Tusk, uh, the podcasting in Tusk, Tusk feels like somebody who read the definition of podcast and then wrote a character. Uh, the BDSM in uh, Fifty Shades of Grey sounds like somebody who like uh, saw a picture of somebody in a ball gag and was like, "I can make that into a theme," and has no idea what that whole community is about because it's just this. I don't know what that it's community just this, is about. So, well, no, no, no like. Hey man, you keep your. You keep, <laughs> I'm not judging, man. You keep your thing going, dude. If you're into the BDSM, I'm not. But I don't um, even know what BDSM means. Sure, but I'm saying that like that. That is a community that that has, you know, like it's it's balls deep in some mouth. Is that what it is? No, no, no like it's it's more complex than what the, the way they portray it. In Fifty Shades of Grey, he's just an asshole who wants to assert his his insecurity through power over. His female companion, 
and I he's it's uber jealous and I didn't think it was BDSM. I thought it was S and M. Well, it's the same same kind of thing. yeah. Thing? It's it's just like well, it's the expanded form where it like you sort of like the where it was just like gay and lesbian and then it was uh, LGB and then it was LGBTQ. But I thought uh, what they were doing is just sadomasochism. Like he was the one who was controlling her, and he was just. He was the one that was the masoch or the sadist. Yes, and she's the one who just likes to be controlled. But, but and she doesn't pain. really like to be controlled, especially in this particular movie. She fights against it the entire time. She is not a willing participant in in his like hashtag Me Too. Yeah, it, it, it's it's so tone deaf. And um, then why did everyone, all these women, I, go see it? Because it's I, it's taboo, and they they you know I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not a woman, so I'm not going to pretend to like mansplain why women liked Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, I don't well, understand can someone, it. Can someone explain to us? <coughs> Never even mind. Yeah, Never hit, mind. hit us up on Twitter. Tell us why Fifty Shades of Grey isn't terrible trash garbage <clears throat> film and uh, novel. Okay, well, what is the best film? Let's move off this. We got this. What's the best film, that, in your opinion, best film of 2015? There's a lot of great films in 2015 as well. Um, What's the best Sorry, I was off mic. What's the best? Oh man, I was I was torn um, between uh, a few. Yeah, I was I was affected uh, by The Big Short, you know, in this year. Um, Spotlight was a great great movie. It was a little slow though, you know. But ultimately, uh, I went with uh, this sleeper indie film um, that was shot all on iPhone 10s, but it's it's beautiful. And it's the uh, sort of this insightful um, uh, sort of snapshot of the life of a, a trans person, and it, the movie is called uh, Tangerine. I do not know that film. Not a lot of people do, and I, I, that's probably uh, partly why I picked it is uh, uh, to sort of put a shine a bit of a light on this this wonderful film. Uh, go watch uh, Tangerine. I'm going to say that the 2015 best film for me was Hateful Eight. I loved it. Um, I also will say that I love Straight Outta Compton. I couldn't really pick between them, but oh, I think uh, really the Hateful Eight was probably my favorite. I still watch that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Straight Outta Compton was great too. I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, Straight Outta Compton is, is a great film. Both of them are great. All right, so that concludes 2015 and the first half of the decade. So we're going to stop there for part one. And we'll go ahead and pick up part two where we'll figure out where our best and worst movies are 2016 all the way to 2019. And if you have a suggestion for a best or worst of this decade, please hit us up on our Instagram at Switch the Envelope or on our Twitter at Switch Envelope. Review, subscribe. We like you to be a part of our conversation and then listen next week when part two comes out. Thank you very much. See you later, Switches. Switch the Envelope is a Riff Laugh production.